Hi everyone and welcome to the All Things ITSM Global Podcast, coming to you from Knowledge 16 in Las Vegas. I'm Kirsty McGowan, I'm here with Carlos Casanova. Hi Kirsty. Charlie Betts. Kirsty. And it's our pleasure to be chatting with Terence Cesare from ServiceNow. Welcome. Glad to be here, very excited. Welcome Terence. Yeah. So Terence, if you could start by uh, telling us a little bit about your current role and you know, some of this uh, exciting initiative that you're uh, helping launch at uh, ServiceNow. Definitely. So my title is Director of Product Management for Customer Service Management, which is, huh? What is yeah. that? It is a brand new product, which we are launching here. We're very excited to bring this news out to the world. Mm. And we are applying service management to the customer service domain, the customer service line of business. And that's my role is defining the product and defining the features and obviously bringing it to the market. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting domain, and might take, I'm going to take a crack at explaining it a little bit for the ITIL audience. Mm-hmm. So certainly the service desk obviously has a customer focus. However, enterprises have customer service functions mm-hmm. that go well beyond IT. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so you're bringing that lineage, which is actually a much larger scale, broader uh, lineage and, and, and domain of expertise now, to service now. Very exciting. Exactly, and so I, I, I'm a long-term CRM person in terms of background, and so I find myself having to make sure I clarify these are external customers, the ones who drive revenue to yes. your organization, mm-hmm. but who end up having frequently very similar interactions with your support organization like your internal customers have with your service desk. Especially in the face of digital transformation, exactly. it all comes exactly. together. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so a lot of parallels there, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so how does that how does that play out when you have you know especially your clients have all these they have their clients and they're using your stuff it just seems like there is so many more layers now that yeah. you have to keep together and 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 understand the relationships and the upstream and downstream impacts you know that that's a, a obviously a very large challenge that you're taking on certainly and to be honest that's the main thing that I've been working on and the team here working on customer service management has been working on which is extending the data model to be able to map and model those customer relationships which I agree with you can be fairly complex you've got companies that organize themselves in terms of global hierarchies and legal entities there's partners who serve them there's partners who either resell or serve and so on and a lot of that was tricky but the core of it is still there's a requester who has a need you have a frontline person who has to capture that need and then turn around and resolve it either themselves or find out the most appropriate person in the organization to route it to. And that's where we found the maturity of ITIL being actually much better at applying it to customer service than current service processes. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that is interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, aligned with one of the themes that we've identified today and I've been seeing in the last year or so that actually as much as we like to joke about IT, IT has solved some remarkably complex problems. And so in some ways, when we hear about that everything is going to become digital, it's not a matter of that IT is going to go away. In fact, certain IT piloted and IT pioneered practices start to move into business-facing domains. Exactly. And so let's start at the high level and then go into the digital, because I think that's even an advanced topic, right? Mm -hmm. So even at the basic level, Uh, and I find myself repeating this conversation with folks who cannot believe it, customer support 
has the same approach of, you know, traditional customer support has the same approach of looking at cases as how quickly can I just close this, right? Yeah. Which is, you probably face this, how quickly can I close this incident mm -hmm. and just right. move away from yeah. it. Right, right. And the power that I found in the ITIL approach is in asking why did this case come in in the first place or incident? Yep. And to apply this much more mature concept of root cause analysis okay. and thinking through how do you preempt or prevent subsequent cases from coming in. Right. And then doing something much more disciplined and uh, deliberate around what changes do I make to preempt this and measuring it so I don't cause even more problems in the future. Right. And why doing, you know, you, I know this is old hack for you guys, but this is revolutionary in customer service, right? We, we were still just, you know, how quickly can I close that case? I'm yep. just sitting there. Mm -hmm. And I declared victory on, you know, you know how you know, average handle time, right? right? How quickly I got to closed was my basis for success. Mm -hmm. And what we're hearing from customers now is, external customers is outcome is much more. Ah, exact. there's the key word. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Outcome is much more meaningful than you tell me that you closed it, but I still don't feel satisfied. Right, yeah. right. I mean, right. really, ultimately, your goal should be to get less and less calls in because you're you're getting rid of so getting rid of that root cause. So, yeah. you know, being judged on the number of calls you can close and how quickly you can close them is a counterproductive metric exactly. to be measuring. Exactly, and so that's the the interesting conversation we're having with uh, with customer service leaders is. Exactly that, that the, that's the wrong metric because if you apply these processes appropriately, you should start to see call volumes and call levels go down, yes. right. but you should also see correspondingly customer satisfaction go up. Go up. Well, mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Yep. And I, one of the things that uh, I've been, we've talked about is that it can be also counterintuitive in terms of your tier one, tier two, especially as we see more automated and self-service options you may start to see more time being spent on more complex right. incidents. That's right. Correct. And that's not a bad thing. Right. Some of this actually ties into, there's a famous uh, lean thinker, actually I think he don't, doesn't like the word lean, but he's lumped in with the community called, named John Seddon. And he talks about the problem of failure demand. That so much of the demand we see on this customer service function is generated by the failure to meet the original customer needs yeah, exactly. and satisfy the, what the customer's mm -hmm. desired outcome was when they first made that mm -hmm. contact. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So let me go to a quick thought that you started with, which is on the self-service. So here's yet another concept that is novel to us, but old hack to you, which is you know, all, most customer service organizations can proudly stand up and say they have a self-service portal. But all they've really done is outsource the typing in or the keying in yeah, of what sure. the issue is, right? Yep. right? And so <laughs> another concept that we are gladly stealing or borrowing, you know, whatever you guys yeah. allow the word, <laughs> is the service catalog. So having yeah. the customer service organization start to define what are those services that they are offering to the external customers. And even much more simply, even if it's not an explicit service, yeah. just define what those recurring tasks or recurring work is and automating it. Yep. And suddenly you deflect <coughs> to your point exactly. Yep. All, it's, it's a it's a win-win because the customer is empowered and does it exactly themselves and sees the instant result. And the only things that you're having your really high value agents working on are the true problems yep. which require the root cause yes. analysis to, mm -hmm. to resolve. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, you know, that's one thing that you know we've talked about quite a bit is if you can empower that, right? You can empower and you kind of push up the stack. Exactly. So the simple stuff that you had to interact with someone on, now they can get it done on their own. 
So yeah. that means that alleviates time and, and resource capability there, which maybe if we can educate those, they can take the tier two piece up. It's a lot cheaper to have it at tier one than tier two. Exactly. This subject matter expert, maybe we can pass some of that stuff up when we're not doing this escalation all the time. Yes. Not only is it you know, saving the corporation you know, quite a bit of money, but customers are happier. Yes. Because they didn't have to interact so, with anybody. Yeah. So I joke about this. You know, I grew up in Oregon, and or the, the, the claim to fame is Oregon is one of only two states in the nation that does not let you pump its gas. And you would not believe how rewarding it is to let your customers pump their gas and reduce your costs. But it's, yeah. it's exactly that, right? Yep. Everyone is truly much more happier mm. at getting empowered. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we've, you know, I mean, playing into that, you know, we've had several discussions with other folks. You know, there's also a generational issue now. That, you know, we talk about that on paper, that sounds great anyway. Yeah. But because of some of the generation, the millennial side of it, they, they're saying, no, that's exactly what I want. So it's not Correct. even a yeah. corporate thing, let's do it to save money. It's like, no, this, this audience, this is the desired, this is the desired yeah. audience that, or desired results and approach that that audience even wants. So if you don't do it, there's, there's so many other pieces that really challenge mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's one more piece I, I'm going to raise, and I'm, I'm very... Uh, self-aware as I'm raising it with you specifically, mm -hmm. which is the concept of CMDB as applied to customer service. <laughs> so be, be gentle. Uh, but in customer service, we have this concept of install base. And install base is at the point of sale, we take a snapshot of that and we stick in the database and we say, at this date, you bought that. Right. And it's very static. We know like life moves on and you probably modify it in a lot of ways. Yep. And we think of that mirroring very much the configuration item concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so starting to look at the install base as tracking the changes that either your organization made or the customer made. So yep. at the point when they call in, you truly have the full context of that product that they purchased right. and the changes you've made. That's the next big area that we're looking at is right. introducing CMDB as a much more powerful way of tracking what you've sold right. to help make this all yeah. better. Yeah, I mean, and you know, not to you know, drag that too far into the weeds, but it's the, there's the patterns and trends that you're gonna pick up on that, which then we can start introducing the big data component to that. Exactly. You know, that you can say, okay, well, Terrence is having a, showing, a, exhibiting a certain pattern and trend. We've experienced that with Charlie last year. Maybe his organization and his employees were a little bit, or customers were a little bit more mature, a little bit ahead of the game. We know where Terrence is going. We, you know, we already know that. So there's a pattern yep. that will show itself if you do the analytics again. So you can start becoming much more proactive, which is uh, one of our big things. I right? love yeah. that word. So yeah. that's the, a huge part of what yeah. we're, we're trying to introduce is the net result of all of this is, is two key outcomes. One is you start being proactive, whether it's both uh, you know, identifying an issue and saying all these other customers who have a similar configuration probably will encounter this and you actually reach out to them and say, yes. before we you know. encounter this yes. problem, yeah. I'm gonna proactively reach out and resolve it. And the second thing is the net result of performing all these root cost changes is you end up with a better product overall. Yeah. So we're very excited yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I certainly like that idea of being able to anticipate your customers' needs by, by examining what the information that yeah. you're keeping. And, and you know the worst part about this? IT actually looks like it knows what it's doing. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> it actually looks like it recognizes when they're reaching out proactively. Yeah. You, know, you start changing your perception of 
what IT is, yeah. because they're reaching out to you and saying, hey, we know you're going to be encountering this mm -hmm. based on what we've learned from other yeah. folks that have traveled that path. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if we want to do that. I don't know if we want to really show that yeah. I, <laughs> IT can actually you know, understand what's yeah. going on. Hey, we're on. copying off IT. Yeah. IT is definitely leading in this. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud to say we're, we're borrowing and stealing yeah. from it. But well, it's, it's leveraging to enable customer satisfaction. How about that? Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks, Terence. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I certainly look forward to seeing how this progresses and uh, perhaps getting you back and having a chat in a few months' time and finding out what happened. Definitely. Yeah. We're very excited yeah. about this. Of course, I got take the opportunity yeah. to tell everyone, please yeah. try to learn more about ServiceNow customer service management. Yeah. I'm personally very proud of it. And give us feedback around whether yeah. you think this you know, service management approach is, is viable for customer service. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Terrence. Thanks.